Um, I gave up probably like 50 pounds in that, you know, because I had to put on a weight vest for the Tennessee because I had to be at least over 225 to fight him. Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights. Challenge your friends. Level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. It's good to see, you know, you being active, you know what I mean? Because some, some people out there, they just can't find fights, man. I got a guy that I know, a lightweight, man, he's so good, but he just can't make his debut. Nobody wants to fight him. It's crazy. Man, dude, that's the same problem I ran into my whole career, bro. Same thing. Couldn't, couldn't find a fight. It was hard to find a fight, mainly because, like, you know, I'm, I'm a, I understood, like, the type of matchup I am amongst most guys. So it was hard. So I know how it is. Yeah, but man, you've you've created and you've carved a, a pretty decent career so far, man. Double champ as an amateur, you know, in 2021, you took your last fight as an amateur, got the win. What prompted you to become or decide to to turn pro? Um, well, what helped, helped me uh, turn pro was what we're talking about now, trying to find fights. You know, we're going to struggle to find fights as an amateur. Let's at least get paid to do it. Um and at the time, I, I just turned 5-0. Um, I, I do have an extensive wrestling background. Obviously, I don't have the accolades of, like, the higher-level college-type guys, but I have been wrestling since for all my life. I've been wrestling for so long. So um, I have been wrestling, then I played college football. So, I, you know, I was an athlete. And to be able to come over and start doing MMA, I had to, I had fought October 3rd, October 3rd of uh, 2020. And then my last ever amateur fight was October 30th, I believe, October 30th, October 31st. So one of those, 2021. And about a year and some days uh, time, I had five fights. I had five amateur fights. And all of them was at 205 until my last amateur fight. I fought at 185. So I knew I was going to be fighting at 85. So I wanted to make sure I got that cut down at least once before I turned around. So I made sure I did it as an amateur. Yes, and and so far, man, you've you've accumulated an undefeated record. You know, five knockouts, one fight that went the distance. You know, which fight do you think you've had the most adversity? You know, because if you look at, at on paper, it's like, man, this guy, everything looks pretty simple for him. You know, <laughs> um, I would have to say, um, you know, a lot of people talk about uh, my decision fight. Um, it was, I, I mean, I won all every round, but some people, most people think that was my toughest matchup against Caleb Crump. Um, and I, and I, and I think, uh, you know, he definitely posed a threat. Um, he had the wrestling background, he had the BJJ background. Um, so it, it was good to be able to see myself face that type of competition, um, before, you know, making my run jump to a bigger stage, uh, to see myself. And I, I felt like Ivan Batnich was also a tough fight. You know, a lot of people, he had the record. He was 5-1, and one, trained at a really good gym at AKA out of San Jose, California, trained with Luke Rockhold and Habib and all of those boys. So he had the experience, been a pro for a good while. Um, and then a lot of people sleep on this. That was, was my pro debut, Wes McCracken. You know, he also trained at AKA. He moved to um, uh, Wonder Boys gym. He moved to Wonder Boys gym. So he had been training for a long time. His record was one and three, but if you go back and like you actually watch film, two of those two of those losses, cut stoppages and fights he was winning. So you know it says one and three, but two of those 
he was winning those fights and they got cut continue. So um it's a part of the sport. But you know, he was a tough matchup, so I pro debut as well. So um I, I feel like I've had some tough challenges along the way. I know I have a few that you can be like, Oh, well, you just walk through that, yeah, someone was gonna get some, you know, people actually look it, it was hard for me to find fights, so I had to get some guys like the, the my one in twelve Jake Zog. Um he, he was a he was a heavyweight, but we had to get him on like literally like a week's notice. I had so I had so so many tickets. He had so many guys in and out, in and out. And then it got to the point. Well, I needed a new. Uh, I needed an opponent. You know, I sold too many tickets, but we had to get somebody. I wouldn't. I was like, man, get somebody at two or five because I don't even know what I'm fighting. Nobody gonna just want to be able to cut one eighty five in a week, especially on the regional, you know, like that. And I would have to fight that heavyweight, so. I just took the fight in the matter. I mean, you know, his record wasn't good, but I gave up. Um, I gave up probably like 50 pounds in that, you know, because I had to put on a weight vest for the Tennessee because I had to be at least over 225 to fight him. Like 213, 214. So uh, I had to put on a weight vest to make weight while he actually had to cut to make the 265 a little bit. So, but. Besides that, I, I would say I've had a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent pro pro career. Um, fought, fought valuable competition as I go up, and there were some tough guys along the way. But I feel like I had a, I've had a solid career, and I feel like that's going to help me going into this continuous fight. Yeah, man, all of those uh, those forks in the road, right? So to say, as you've been coming up, right? You've 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 been able to handle it really well. And man, I've never heard anybody's like put on a weight vest to to weigh more you know everybody's trying to weigh less you know <laughs> <laughs> i know man it was so weird it was like the tennessee athletic commission was like for you to make weight you have to like you have to be 225 and i'm like what i ain't never heard of that but because of like there's a another so in tennessee they have the cruiserweight division um it's not necessarily a division you know amongst most professional uh promotions but Tennessee as an athletic commission have that. So you couldn't fight, you couldn't weigh two divisions under. So technically I, I would have been two divisions under, you know, 205, 225, they have heavyweight. So I was two divisions under. So I had to make sure I closed the gap. So yeah, I had to put on a weight vest. So <laughs> it was crazy. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. And it all leads to October 10th, contender series, Las Vegas. Uh when you put the pen to paper, man, how did you feel? Um man, I felt excited. You know, to be able to finally get that uh, that call, I had got the call the day after I had just fought uh, LJ Porte in Nashville, where the UFC was actually was that Saturday. And that morning, I had got a call, and it was uh, my agent. I thought I thought he had left some at the house. He stayed at the house with me. He was like, uh, "Torres, what you doing on uh, October 10th? And I'm like, "October 10th? I know what day that is. I had knew all the all the." The series dates in my head already up to that point, and I'm like, man, I'm just waiting on the call. You know, preferably, I was hoping for October third, only because I fought first ever amateur MMA fight exactly three years ago on October third. So I was like, man, that been the perfect, the perfect story. Get the UFC contract on the day you fought your first MMA. Um, but I still take it. It's the week after, so year. I mean, three years, one week. You know, get the UFC contract. Yes, man, I was so excited. I am excited for this opportunity, and I knew I was. I, I know I'm on that level, and I'm ready to show the world that I am. Yuri Panferov, 
is your opponent, right? The Russian polar bear, you're the punisher. You know, it, it sounds pretty cool, right, on paper. Uh, what do you yeah. think about him in, in the matchup? Um, you know, Yuri, he has a lot of good uh, things he brings to the table. Um, uh, he has all first-round finishes. Uh, he has, a, you know, a plethora of submissions he is one with. And um, I, I think he poses a really good threat. You know, he has a lot of good tools in the bag, a little bit of boxing background as well. Um, you know, he's not your typical Russian. A lot of people see, oh, man, he's Russian. Uh-oh. Um, but he he actually never re actually grew up wrestling. You know, he actually didn't uh, grow all the way up wrestling. He didn't start, like, BJJ, actually, until like, he was, like, 16 or 17 or something like that. So uh, it, it's, it's, he's been taking this along as well. So he's very young in the game as well. He's green. Um, so am I. You know, he's 27. I'm 24. But I feel like having that background in wrestling for so long, could definitely help me out in this matchup. But uh, I definitely think going in there and just playing my game, I tell you, against everybody. If I go in there and beat me, I don't think anybody on the planet can beat me. And I keep that mindset every time. Just go in there and just don't do what you've always done. Um, everybody's going to pose a threat. Everybody's going to be strong. Everybody's going to be big, you know, whatever, whatever that is. But I've been seeing that all my life. I've always been the underdog all my life. So this is no different to me. Uh, I'm excited for the opportunity. A lot of people don't know I've been underdog and mostly – Majority of everything I've ever done, uh, state championships, fights, uh, I've, I've been underdog in a lot of different things. That don't that don't ever pose a threat. Either the, you know, a lot of people ask me a question about does the stage per se pose a threat? You know, being able to fight in front of Dana White. Uh, maybe, maybe once I step in, I, I can't see that. But I've um, been on big stages before. I've had opportunity to play, you know, LSU, Alabama, football, you know, college football, UTC, and had opportunity to wrestle in the state championships, some of the highest divisions in Georgia, wrestle nationally as well. So I know how it feels to be on a high pressure situation and having to be able to perform. And I think I would definitely go in there and get the job. You know, is yes, this, this is the biggest stage I've ever been on. But um, I, I feel like with the experiences up to this point, I, I think I think I'll be able to go in there and handle it very well and get the job done. Yeah, and, and according to uh, Tapology, Yuri, he hasn't competed at middleweight in a long time. And, you know, you, if you go back, you know, back in your career, you've middleweight, 205, you kind of jump back and forth. How difficult is it to do that? Well, so, like I said, my whole amateur career, I uh, fought at 205. My whole entire pro career, I've been at 85, except for that one fight at heavyweight. So, the entire time I've been in middleweight, you know, and, you know, with him cutting to 185, it's definitely uh, something to definitely consider. Um, he's never cut to 185 before as a pro, so I don't know how it's going to definitely happen for him. I'm, I'm sure he's been dieting. I'm sure he's known about this for a minute. He was going to move to middleweight. So um, it definitely will be something interesting, but I just want, you know, I just wanted to make sure I go in there and make weight for myself. You know, if I go in there and uh, get an opportunity to where I make weight, then, you know, it's on, it's on him to do what he's got to do. But I feel like he's going to come in there and make me. I feel like he's going to be the professional uh, that he's playing out to be. He's maybe six and up. But uh, I, I, I feel like this is definitely a big-time matchup for me, and I love I love the matchup for myself. I, I really do. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We're the main event from the last week of season seven. So, uh, Dana White Contender Series, you can't make this up any better, man. I'm ready to go. There you go. A gogi combatives, man. Um, of course, I know you, uh, Trevor Peak. Mm -hmm. I've interviewed him in the past as well, and he's the first, he's the one who exposed me to Ogogi Combatters. Man, how did you end up with them? Man, so funny you say that. So I had started boxing 
after an injury I had in football, and I, I, you know, you once, once you know, like, man, you're not going to make it to the NFL. You know, you got to start looking for other ventures. <laughs> and I was like, man, I don't, I didn't feel like my athletic career was done. So I started boxing at this gym in Red Bank, Tennessee, and somebody came up to me like, man, the way your style, you know, I know you got a wrestling background. You should try uh, a gogi, you know, try some jujitsu. And I said, like, I'll think about it. I never was really big in it because I never, I never really did. I don't like MMA that much, you know. I watched it, you know. I mean, who who hasn't, who wasn't brought into the MMA scene when Conor McGregor was coming up. So that's how I really like, really got my eye put into it was what McGregor. And that was a few years later down the line, anyway. But for for me, and so then about twenty twenty, um, COVID hit February of twenty twenty, and that's like when we came back to school, it was like, hey, go up. Uh, uh, no, uh, you can't go out. We can't do anything. I was like, man, we didn't even know we were going to have a football season. So I would sneak out of the dorm, and I was going to the gogi. I was like, I'm going to try this out. And there was the only thing that was going at the time. They had papers up on the windows so nobody could look in and see that they were trying. There was no people that was going around trying to tell. Like, like contact of any sort. So... They put up paper stuff on the wall. They had individual training. I would go to them, man, and I would go and train. And it fell for me. And I was like, hey, man, like what I'm going to do. I'm like, this, this is what I want to do. And it just happened to be, man, I found the gym at the right time. And so I'm so thankful. I was able to find the gogi. What are the odds, you know, the place you play college football at and um, you find a little small gym on the side of the road. Now we've grown. We're so big now. Um, we're also ex- still expanding. So it's, it's so phenomenal to be able to have opportunity to be able to train at a gogi and, uh, you know, be one of the guys that you know, bring MMA uh, uh, into the lot. You know, Trevor was the first one, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to definitely be the second one to come in and get a UFC contract. But you got two guys from a gogi. You know, you can do it from your own gym. Uh, I, I'm blessed to be able to say I can, I'm going to be the next one. Yeah, it's phenomenal, man. They built you from the ground up, and and dare I say, without the pandemic, we would we wouldn't even have you fighting. You know what I mean? Like we probably would never saw you. One hundred percent. I I I definitely say you know for some people, COVID was a a curse, mm-hmm. but then for some, you know, a lot of people's made it made their careers from what happened with COVID. You know, people had to adapt, and I would say, um, you know, I graduated UTC with two degrees, both in communication and sports administration. So, um. You know, I was going to go home and definitely try to get up the communication ground. I want to be a sports analyst anyway. So I was going to start working at the news station. And, you know, next thing you know, I was like, man, I just feel like I'm not done yet. I'm not done with my athletic career. And lo and behold, I was, you know, fighting a man. I, I will say, you know, COVID was a blessing for me. You know, without it, I don't think I ever would have been fighting. 100%. I never would have. I don't think I ever been fighting him a man. I, I actually do believe that. So. Uh, what are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds? Exactly, man. But I love to see it, man. I love to see it. I love to see people rise up. And, and man, what do you expect out of yourself against Yuri in this fight coming up? Um, Yes, man. I, I expect for me to go in and dominate. Like I always said, I'm definitely going there to make predictions, but I do make one thing that I will have my hand raised by the end of that fight. And um, I will get the job done. That's the one thing I can definitely tell you. I've been working so hard. I've been training so hard. I'm currently here now in uh, Orlando training at Fusion XL, you know, with a lot of the top tier guys, guys that's already in the UFC, um, getting a lot of good work in. So um, I, I, I've been working so hard um, these these last 
Heck, we got about five weeks to go anyway, and I've been pushing it. I am ready to showcase uh, what I can bring to the table. A lot of people are going to be definitely surprised, but, you know, to, you know, on October 10th, the world will finally know who Torres Finney is. And I'm going to definitely get my hand raised by any means necessary. I'm going in there to get that contract, and uh, I'm really confident I'm going to go in there and get the job done. There you go. And one last question, man. Torres. Never met a Torres in my life. Is that a family name? Like, what, like how, where did that come from? Uh, definitely it is a family. My dad is named Torres. Um, the way I was told that the name came was one of my, uh, my great-grandmother, I believe, she was watching um, – We I love pro wrestling. So, if, at the end of five, I, I'm definitely going to do it. If I get the mic, you know, in front of Laura Sanko, I do the if you can smell. So I'm a big pro wrestling fan, but it's also come down for the family lineage. And uh, they were watching pro wrestling. And, you know, I think one of the last names for one of the wrestlers was Torres, but it was T-O-R-R-E-S. And instead of the S, they just switched it to the Z, you know, put a little uh, twang on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, a little flavor, a little flavor. A flavor on it, yeah, a little seasoning on it, a little different. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the uh, Torres Finney Sr. is my dad's name, and I'm Torres Finney Jr. All right, there you go, man. It's surprising how many grandmas like pro wrestling. I'm, I'm just going to put it out I there, know. I, I, you'd be surprised, <laughs> man. They they love the pro wrestling scene. You know, they grew up, and they love the chairs, the tables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I grew up a big pro wrestling fan, man. I love The Rock. I love John Cena. I love The Undertaker, you know. Definitely watched multiple, a lot of WWE shows. WrestleMania, so I went to a bunch of shows. I don't watch it as much as I used to, um, but I definitely stay, still stay in tune with it. So, um, but it, it definitely still one of a. That's why I'm able to utilize the things on the mic. Because growing up, I wanted to be a pro wrestler. It's like, man, I wanted to go to WWE. And then obviously, once you start learning behind the scenes of how it actually goes, you're like, oh, okay, maybe not. But uh, I actually still <laughs> looking towards that adventure maybe one day. So hopefully, you know. How long my MMA career go? You know, I might get my skills in that uh, pro wrestling world one day. So, you never know, man. October tenth, Contender Series, UFC Apex, Torres. You get your you get your opportunity, man. Thank yes, you so sir. much for taking the time. All the best in the fight, man. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, brother. <laughs>